happy Labor Day. Happy back to school week. Happy one year anniversary to the pod. Welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wizzahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Thanks to Barclay Boyd for a really powerful conversation on the last episode. If you haven't heard it yet, it's available in the archives, episode 208. It's also at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. That's very important because this week, being the one-year anniversary of We Weren't Friends in High School, of course, episode 101 with Mike Clyburn dropped last September, September 9, 2019, I think. In addition, 20 years ago, my classmates and I were beginning our senior year of high school. And it felt like I needed to do a little more to commemorate the occasion with all these things kind of happening at the exact same time. So at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya in the middle of this week, Wednesday and Thursday, in what will probably be a two-parter, my God, <laughs> there's so much content. The We Weren't Friends in High School one-year reunion featuring a lot of past guests, like a lot. Mike Clyburn, Holly Fiore, Brianna Sujak, Eric Coxon, Leslie McNitt, Ryan Dunn, Susie Spinelli, J.P. Meyer, Alea Bradshaw, Kelly Rosario, Kelly Brooke Martin, Tom Scuderi, Daniel Cataldi, Jessica Ignant, Rachel Kim, all hanging out, talking about high school, the podcast, life, current times, past times. It was a great time. And that is going to be available Wednesday and Thursday. This is something that you've got to see. So that's going to be at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. In addition, you'll be able to hear the Leslie McNitt Hall Pass episode where we go in depth about some of our favorite music in high school. And this is bonus material from Leslie's episode 205 that was previously available only in video on YouTube. But tomorrow, Tuesday, you'll be able to hear it for those that don't do the YouTube. Okay, is that enough for now? At We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram, WWF in HS on Facebook, I am at RedshirtPlaya, P-L-A-Y-A. Of course I am. Today, my guest is Kimberly Pierce, a.k.a. Kim Borkowski. So this is a podcast that I was expecting to get told off. Basically, Kim left a message on my Facebook a year ago when the show first launched, calling attention to the fact that I used to tease her in school. And when she said that, I thought back and went, yep, I probably did that. So I went into this interview completely unsure of what I was in for, but I was prepared, I guess, really to take my medicine. Um, it didn't turn out that way. It turns out that Kim was more or less joking, but Kim did talk about one particular issue she had that I've been thinking about since we recorded it. And I'll let you listen to the full interview and then I'll talk about that issue on the other side. So here's my conversation with Kimberly Pierce, AKA Kim Borkowski. Congratulations. You're going to have the best background of anyone that's done it so far. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. Hanging in there. It's been a while. <laughs> It's been <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. Yes, it has. You're, uh, you're honestly like probably one, one of the 
few that like I actually knew in high school and I've had like zero interaction with mm-hmm. since high school. Like completely like I never ran into yeah. you at Wawa or exactly. uh never ran into you. Like I, I didn't you didn't go to Temple. I didn't no. see you, I didn't bump into you at Monco. I haven't run into you like after the fact at Reed's or PJ Willihan's. And no. I think we like literally just became Facebook friends like in the past year. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I know like pretty much nothing <laughs> about your life or or really like when I think back, I didn't know anything about you really in high school. Um, yeah. but I know that we I know that we had like interactions uh and we can and we can get into that as as yes. much as you know, as much as you remember. because um, I don't remember as much. I just know uh they weren't good. <laughs> um but I guess first, you know, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we started, by the way, just kind of. Kind of figured. Yeah, we just like kicked into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess, where did you, where did you start with a Hicken uh, in your high school career? Or your, was a Hicken career, I guess. Yep. I started on Yost Road in Bluebell. Oh, okay. I actually lived next to Stony Creek. Oh. Um, so I knew Kelly Brook, Brianna McQuaid. My first, like, friends there was um, Emily Hofield. Yeah. Um, and Kate Moult. They're, like, my first friends, like, in kindergarten. I think they had to separate me and Kate <laughs> into different classes. Because <laughs> we talked talk too much. <laughs> it's funny. I had that problem, but just with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I grew up on Yost Road. Right by the creek. Any siblings? I have two older brothers. One's eight years older than me. One's ten years older than me. Oh wow! So they were like a f- they were already out of school, or yeah, pretty much out of like Wizahick and all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think ninety ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So did you feel like you were an only child in that in that sense? I. Funny you should ask. I kind of did, um, just because my brothers kind of did their own thing, and then there was me. And on both sides of the family, I was the only girl and the youngest, so it's kind of spoiled. <laughs> That's a good yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, what were you into growing up as a as a kid? Were you did you hang out like with with Kate Mole and? And some of the others that you mentioned in your area, is that like socially what you would do as a kid? Yeah. Uh, I had a pool growing up and in ground pool. So that, and I think so did Kate. So we hung out by the pool mostly and just going over each other's houses and doing what normal kids do. There was, like I said, there was a Creek that ran through my property. So I would always be in there getting dirty <laughs> and like growing up, I did a lot of sports. I actually did softball, soccer, and basketball for WRA. So yeah, I was into I was into sports. I did uh yeah, I did WRA for a few years. I never I was an ambler, so I did like ambler sports, but then at a certain point, like we didn't really have like a real basketball league and there was no soccer. And so I had to like make the transfer into WRA stuff. It was, yeah, tougher. Exactly. It was so much tougher there than, than like Ambler stuff was. Yeah. Cause I grew up with Pete Janik. 
when you got to middle school, were you able to keep that, that same, like, were you still friends with Kate Moult or? Um, not really. Like our friendship kind of ran its course. And I mean, it's funny, like I had like different groups of friends. Like I remember I was really good friends with Justin Duffner. Yeah. Back in like fifth grade, I would go over his house on a Friday. We would play kickball and hang out there. Um, my, my mom was friends with his mom. And my mom worked with Carolyn Rossler's mom at Stony Creek and Sean Higgins. So I kind of grew up with them too. Um, but in middle school, that's when I think we met. I didn't. I totally forgot we were in Mr. Whitaker's class together. <laughs> Mr. Whitaker. Okay. Different podcasts. I'm like, that's right. I had Whitaker too, and. In seventh grade, that's when I met Kira Marcy. Yeah. And that's when we became friends. And we're still friends to this day. I just hung out with her last weekend. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and she was in my wedding. So the friendship started, I think, in seventh grade. Um, But also in seventh grade, I think that's when we met. I think we had chorus. I want to remember that's where it started, was chorus. (laughs) It. It. But it, the thing is, I I know we like teased each other, but I don't remember it being like, oh, he's horrible, he's good, like bad. I it was more like a brother sister banner type thing back and forth. Okay. That's what I remember. I don't remember what we joked about or teased each other about, but I just remember, I just remember that for some reason. Okay, so what I remember when when I think maybe when the podcast first started, you had made a comment on Facebook and said, do you remember? I was like, I felt bad. I'm like, you used to tease me. And I did feel bad, not because I didn't believe you, because I absolutely did believe you. And I, I sometimes make mention, like when people are like, oh, Brad, you were great. You were fine. And I go, did we have any classes together? And they go, no, I don't think so. I go, well, then you didn't get to really experience me. So like when you say like, oh, we had sixth grade, we had Mr. Winnegar together. And then if we had chorus together, like for like you got a good dose of me, which meant that I probably, you know. We were in dream girls together. Yeah. I was just going to say, weren't you like the, like the manager? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Watson Bay. Yeah. I remember she would always freak out the poor, poor girl. Um, yeah, I've totally forgot you were in dream girls. So, so I was like, cause somebody was talking about, I think it was Brianna when you, we're talking about um, it in high school. I'm like, wait, he was one of the main roles. Okay, so we were in eighth. That was eighth grade. Yeah, that was eighth grade. Yeah. So were you into? So you said you like you were into sports. Did that continue in middle school? Did yeah. you do like any? Did you do stuff with the school? Yeah. In in seventh grade, I did softball. And eighth grade, I tried out for softball, but didn't get it. So I became a manager for the seventh grade team. And then that continued to freshman year in high school. I did softball, but that was the only sports I did in in school. Uh, When you become, can I ask you like about being the manager? Sure. So I don't know, in middle school, like I only did the musicals, right? And when you do, I, I don't even think I did sports anymore, but there is no like for a guy, there's no like real making it or not. You're just in. Pretty yeah. much. So when you're in middle school and you try out for softball, 
but you don't get that. And then this opportunity to be the manager, what's that like as like, you're pretty young at that point. You're like 13. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was upset that I didn't get in, but it's kind of like a constellation. So I still got to travel with the team and I kept score and did all that, made sure everybody had their equipment. So it was a nice consolation. <laughs> yeah, you get to still be part of the be a part of the for the sorority, I guess. In that yeah. case. <laughs> How did you end up in with the musical? Were you into like theater musicals at all? I'm always interested because I felt like I was like a a self imposed lifer. Like I felt like I had to do it because I was trying to be an actor. Okay. Uh, so I was always curious when people who had never done it before were, sh- were like showing up for auditions and for this really long grueling process, like yeah. your int- what's your interest level when you're doing something that involved? Um, I don't know how I got into it. I know, I think I started in seventh grade. Um, I don't know what play we did in seventh grade. I know another part of me. Okay. So maybe I started after that. Cause I know the first part of eighth grade, we did little skits for people and I was in that. I just, I guess I kind of wanted to be an actor too, but I knew I wasn't that good. So it was, it was a way to express myself. And from what I remember, I, I'm an introvert. So that got me out of my shell. Ah, that's cool. It's funny when you say not that good because I I recently was hanging out on on a Zoom call with Mike Clyburn, and I had I recently received the digital copies of all the musicals over the past like tons of years, um, including Annie, and I was I was screen sharing with Mike, and we're watching this thing, and we were watching everybody, and I'm going Mike, this is trash. Everyone is really, really bad, except for me. I gotta be honest. I thought I kind of brought it, but everyone else is like, so when you say I wasn't that good, I'm thinking I'm like, I wonder what is good for like a 13 year old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know it's funny. Like I, I hated acting and like doing theater. And I think that's why I liked doing like directing and, and shooting film and video and, and behind mm-hmm. the scenes and things like that. Because I used to get like, fucking anxiety attacks about having to go out there and remember my lines and like just put on this whole thing and everything. Like I, I liked the camaraderie of it. It was, yeah, I did enjoy that. But the anxiety that went with it, man, was, it it was a lot. Yeah. I didn't have that many lines, but I know, I think, weren't you Curtis? Was that his name? Uh, I was Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, I was James Thunder Early, which, if you ever watched the movie, is the Eddie Murphy role. Yeah. Okay. I forgot which one. I was like, I know it was one of those. Yeah, I take my pants off in the. Uh, <laughs> which is probably like the most comfortable thing that it was like the class clown type of thing. I was like, oh, I can, I can black out and do this. There was no acting involved with that one. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I had to sing. I was part of like one of the groups that they went against. Yes. The lead singer, and then I had one small other role, but it was it was nice. I, I I had a good time doing that, and then I knew like high school. I was like, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. No. <laughs> so what did you as you got into high school then? So for me, you know, I. 
I always felt like I had like these different relationships with people at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, even like through middle school, but you know, for me, like one of my friends left and went to, went to, um, LaSalle and, um, you know, you just, if you don't have classes in high school, similar with the pod situation, but in high school, you're so spurred out and, and the different lunches. And it's, it was even harder. I felt for me to like keep in touch with people I had, I had already started relationships with completely, you know, removed from like the geographical aspect, the people I live near and, and have been friends with that whole time. So for me, I felt like I was starting friendships over every single year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like you were friends with Kira the whole way through, but did you have a group of friends as you got to high school that were, that were steady for you? Um, yeah, like I hang out, I hung out with like the older, like Adina Lazarson, um, and then a younger, she was a year younger, uh, another Kira Downs. Um, but also I was friends with Aneta Piatek. Oh yeah. So, um, so like I kind of like had like different groups for different classes. Like for French, we all took French together, so we we saw each other in French. Uh, I took Latin for two years, so. Okay. Yeah. So. so it, yeah. One of the crazy, not crazy. One of the fun things about Wizahicken is I always felt was our language department because. Yeah when you tell people that I like, I would tell people I took Japanese and they go, you had Japanese. Yes. And go, oh yeah. We had it since middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I think, and I, and I always remember that they were one of the few that actually had Latin because yeah. the joke that my, like not my parents, but I feel like just the general joke everyone would always make is why would you take Latin? It's a dead language. Mm-hmm. But was offered it. And because other schools didn't offer it, other school districts, I always thought like we were like exclusive, you know, I, I felt like that was like a, a hoity-toity type of uh <laughs> yeah i i took it just to help my sats which it didn't really help my sats <laughs> so yeah but it was pretty easy for the first year the second year we had somebody else and he would like foam at the mouth i know kids were like we were horrible to him and i think he quit halfway through or got kicked out one or the other <laughs> so you thought that Wait, you thought Latin, learning Latin, like, would help you learn the root of, of, of yeah, words? Yeah, SATs, yeah. Okay. Everybody always said, so I'm like, all right. That's smart. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, you took French, and was that in middle school? Yep, I took French in middle school and high school, and I continued it in college for a couple of years. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. What did you like about, like, for me, I really enjoyed Japanese culture, learning about Japanese culture. What did you enjoy about French? I don't think I've heard from anyone that's really taken French yet. Well, we, as you know, in sixth grade, we had the four languages. Um, and French and Spanish were the two easiest for me. And I knew I was like, everyone's going to take Spanish. So let me try something different. So I chose French. I was like, there's no way I'm doing Japanese. There's just, no, I can't. <laughs> so, and German, German was the only language in sixth grade I got a B in. I still can't count to 10 in German. I can count to 10 in all the other ones. So I'm like, mm, I'll stick with French. And then I actually became friends with the French teacher, Madame Zieker. Yeah. Yeah, we went on to, we went to Quebec together in Montreal. Our, our class did. 
Yeah. So that's where like I met um, like Brooke Johnson was in my class, Lauren Hilton. So some of those girls. Okay. That was in, that's middle school? Yes. Wow. Um, what was the song? I was literally having this conversation with someone where it was like, and I was butchering it and I was just doing it out of sounds. I remember songs by like sounds. Mm-hmm. So in my head, it was like, je m'appelle l'envie, Like, And they were like, my friend was like, that's not a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she loves songs. Yeah. I, still, I still know how to sing the French national anthem in French. Like I, I don't, I don't know why Canada. No, I, I forgot that one, but is that song? Now you were grooving to that song. Is that, is that right? Is that song right? Mm-hmm. That, well, that was one of them. I don't know if it actually meant anything, but yeah, that was one that we would sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got a C in, in French. A B in Spanish, a B in Japanese, and an A in German. But I picked Japanese because I thought that was the one I would. I thought that was the one I was like the best at, mm-hmm. and I didn't know my grade hadn't come back for German yet. Okay. Uh, that I got in my A, but at that point I was already committed to to Japanese. So yeah, on I went. <laughs> I got no trip to Japan though. Yeah. <laughs> I did get to go to France in high school. Really? Is with, with language? Yep. With um, Madame Irish. And I think it was our 10th, 10th grade. It was 99 because it was right before the millennium. Because mm-hmm. the Eiffel Tower had like the countdown on it. Wow. Who do you, who'd you go with? Like, who was um, was it like everyone that took French? Everyone that took French could go, but you had to pay for it. So some people didn't want to go. So I don't think it was everybody, but a lot of people went. There was a, and I think there was another, we met up with another group from around the United States. So when we did tours, yeah. Do you stay at a hotel? Mm-hmm. We traveled around a lot. Uh, we had a bus driver who I think was drunk half the time. <laughs> um, we saw some drunk people. We went to wineries, but we couldn't drink. Um, yeah, it was. We got to go to the Normandy, the beaches of Normandy. Wow. So yeah, it was. We were there for like nine days. It was a That's nice trip. Incredible. That's incredible. I've still never like traveled internationally. So like anything like that is still part of fun foreign to me. (laughs) Um, when I hear like stuff like that, like my mind, right. If you listen to the podcast, you know, I relate everything to television. Mm -hmm. So I think of that season, that summer season of 90210 when Brenda and Donna go to, go to Paris yeah. The summer and Brenda meets meets uh, Dean Kane and pretends that she's French and picks up a, smoke, a cigarette smoking habit and Donna becomes uh, a model for the summer and gets mm-hmm. swindled by some older guy. Any of this reminiscent of your trip? No. <laughs> I wish we a drunk guy almost sat on me. Um, we're trying to like ask him are you drunk um yeah it was it was crazy 
But yeah, we got to see most of the Notre Dame, Eiffel Tower, the Louvre. Mm. We went up north. So yeah, it was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you been since? No. <laughs> That's awesome. No. Yeah. That's awesome then that you got to experience that already at such a young age. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go. I'm curious because you mentioned um, you mentioned like Brooke Johnson and Lauren Hilton and those names for me, like when I think of them, I think of like popular kids and I would always, I don't know, have like, I, I guess I think I've always had a complex, right? About like social yeah. stature and all that, right? So for me, I think of myself and like interacting with kids in the popular crowd out of like being forced and the closest I would come would be like the occasional like chorus activity but that would be it. So for you, um, those weren't your friends, but so you mentioned that you were kind of conscious of that, that hierarchy at least. What's that like for you then as you're kind of interacting with people who are kind of out of your social world and you know it? Yeah. Um, it it was hard. I know I always tried to fit in because I kind of always wanted to be the popular girl and I knew I wasn't. Um, so, but I don't, it's funny. I don't remember being picked on in high school or middle school really. Um, but I was always conscious of my weight because I was, I was the big girl. Um, and like, I never dated. I asked my own date to the prom. So I never, I always had that insecurity of being overweight and not not fitting in. Alicia talked about um, feeling like she was like the big girl of, of the group and she was in the popular crowd, even if she said she was friends with everybody. Yeah, well, I actually have... Oh, go ahead. She actually told me once, she told me I would never be popular. Really? Yeah, I always remember that about her, but I listened to her podcast and she seems like the sweetest girl ever. I'm like, cause I remember I was like, I always wanted to be like Alicia because I knew she was a bigger girl, not as big as me, but, and she had confidence and people, she still hung out with guys and had fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can relate to like, you know, when I joked about, my animosity with Eric and, and I think I just had this complex with like brown people and Mm -hmm. anytime I saw someone biracial or, you know, or light skin, I would just like, God, how come that guy's, how come, how come that guy's like the cool one of the light skin guys or the biracial kids or, you know, and I would feel like, I would like, God, how come, how come I can't be picked? Like, cause I think I wanted to, I think I wanted to believe that there was a reason why I couldn't be in like those, those circles. Exactly. And see someone that I thought looked like me, um, would kind of make my mind go crazy. Like, why couldn't I be the one? And I always thought there could only be one of each, right? Yeah. <laughs> in the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was difficult being the bigger girl. And I, I was always like the wing girl. I'd never, I would see my friends get hit on and the guys come to them and I just sat there and smiled. They never really talked to me. Yeah, so socially then, as when you're in high school then, um, what is your, like, what are you guys doing then as, as these things are, 
like you talk about guys like hitting on your, on your friends, but what are you guys doing just in general for fun now? I mean, again, I don't know what girls do. So I'm always very curious, um, what, like the, what girl groups were always into doing. We just, for me, I didn't really go to parties. Um, I know I listened to some podcasts with like drugs are all around. I was naive to that. Didn't really pick up on that. I knew people drank and probably smoked pot, but I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you have a desire to, so you didn't even know it was happening? Not the hard drugs. Okay. It was still available. Not, well, I guess deep down probably I knew it was happening. I just, that just wasn't my scene. I never had a desire to do any of that. Mm. So most of the time I spent with my friends just hanging out at one of our houses, listening to music, watching watching a movie. I remember going going for walks with Kira around Ambler bare feet, going to the Rita's. So yeah, we would find other stuff to do. And then in high school, I got a job at Clemens in Center Square. No, everyone works at Clemens. <laughs> yeah, um, me and Gody. I used to hang out with Gody too. I always made fun of him because he's a year or he's a day younger than me. His birthday's right after mine, so I would always say respect your elders. Mm. Um, so yeah, I worked at Clemens in the bakery and then doing a cashier. So I that was a lot of my weekends in high school was doing that. And then when I had time, uh, hanging out with friends. That's pretty much like what mine, what my social life was like. Um, I didn't have like any interest back then in, in the, I think I was passively, like I passively aggressively wanted to party and wanted to hang out with like the cool kids. And I wanted to, I wanted to want to get fucked up. Um, <laughs> but it took me, it took me a long time to even like, you know, the taste of alcohol and, things like that. So it wasn't anything that I was like trying to get into or had any window into. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, you know, I worked at Wawa uh, every weekend, seven to three, every, you know, every Saturday and Sunday morning. So it was the exact same for me of like, maybe even like a Friday night if I was unlucky enough. So like, you know, work till like 10 or 11 o'clock on a Friday, go home, Mm -hmm. get back up the next morning get home and then like, you know, Scott or Ray or, or Josh or whatever. And like, that would be like it, like, okay, we're going to hang out at someone's house and watch a movie, or we're going to hang out and drive around and listen to music or, so it sounds like we had very uh, similar social patterns. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, you hit on two of my, two of my favorite stock questions. You said <laughs> you were listening to music and watching movies. What were you listening to? What were you watching? Um, I always liked horror movies and comedy, two complete opposite. Um, and like I would watch Scream. Um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I know what you did last summer. Kind of like the corny <laughs> flicks. Um, and then like music, I was big into Eminem. I kind of listened to everything. Like I. Went to Backstreet Boys concerts, but then I liked Eminem and Jay-Z and all those. Really? Yeah. That's funny. So you probably liked Jay-Z before I liked Jay-Z. Yeah. 
Jay-Z is my favorite rapper, but it wasn't until college that I really, really started like liking him, maybe mm. senior year. But I was an Eminem guy through most of high school. Yeah. That's funny. Taking walks around my neighborhood listening to him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm token white girl listening to Eminem. <laughs> so did you have a CD player in your car? Did you drive? I did. I started late. Um, Me too. I turned 16 my freshman year. I was older. Um, I was born March of 82. Okay. Uh, I actually started in Bluebell for half-day kindergarten, and then I went to full-day kindergarten at Stony. And then by that point, I was older than everybody. Um, but yeah, growing up, I started driving when I it was the I got my license the election of two thousand. Oh, okay. Election day two thousand. Uh, yeah, I got my, my dad actually owned a gas station at 309 and 63. 309 and 63. Yeah. It was at uh, Exxon right there on the yeah. corner. That was my dad's gas station for 30 years. So he got me a car for free. A guy never came to pick it back up. So I had like a 92 Saturn. They had those like seatbelts that came around. Yeah, it didn't have a CD player, but I got one. I bought one when you could take take the case off and take it with you. Mm. <laughs> the faceplate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah. a cane. Yeah, you could put it in like a little padded case. Yep. Wow, you're taking me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask because I didn't have a ta- I didn't have a CD player in my car, um, and it took me a little bit to get like one of those to get the faceplate. So mm-hmm. I would burn. I would dub all my CDs to tape. Okay. And then play the tape. Um, but boy, was that hard. Yeah, I would record the radio. Mm-hmm. We're doing that. So were you a hip-hop fan growing up? You mentioned you mentioned those two, but were you into into other music or was it hip-hop pretty much? Um, I was like pretty hard. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I like the Fugees. Um... I would say I kind of liked everything. Like I said, I went from like country to Backstreet Boys to Eminem. Like it was a whole. That's right. You did say Backstreet Boys. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But like my first concert was Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was New Year's Eve. So it went into New Year's. And of course, on New Year's, everyone lit up. Mm. And I was with my brother, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're they're doing it. He's like, how do you know what it smells like? I'm like, I have an old, our brother, <laughs> not, not too naive. I know. <laughs> um, for you then, socially, like uh, you talked about in middle school, not really being picked on, but you did mention like Alicia, um, in that way, like saying like. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's out there, right? Yeah. I'm um, sure he probably doesn't even remember. But it's like, it's little, like one little thing somebody says can, I remember all these years later. But did you, I guess when you were, as you're getting older now through high school, did you feel like animosity with anyone or was it pretty much you were on your, you know, you were off your own devices with your friends? No, it was just off with my friends. Um, like I said, whatever class we had, like I made like different friends, like Jenny Martin, 
I was friends with like Jenny Zhang, Catherine, Catherine Zhao, and what uh, and Wesson. Like just like so, I had like the smart group, and then the popular some some popular like Jenny Martin. She was like the sweetest girl ever. She would talk to anybody. Um, and I think my mom worked with her too for a time. So it was kind of like who you had class with, you became close with. Mm. So you said smart crowd. Were you a good student? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was, I was average, um, high, high 2.7, I think I graduated with, but it's funny in middle school, I was like on the honor roll, just like A's, B's throughout all middle school and then high school came and yeah, that didn't work. (laughs) Was it just the, was it just harder? Was it something with, with you in education, just less interested no, it was just harder, I think, just trying to figure out high school and dealing with all the social pressures and everything. Did you feel pressure to be a, to be a certain type of student? No, luckily, my parents said, I don't care what your grade is as long as you tried your hardest. So they were fine for what I did. Okay. Um, I- I always had a hard time when I in when we were in high school with like studying. I, I literally didn't have any idea how to remember this stuff. You know, for me, it was like it seemed like the only way that we were taught was write down what the teacher's writing down on the board mm-hmm. in Roman numeral outline form. And then I don't know, I guess you're supposed to read it over and over to yourself at home. And that's what studying is. And I was just like, I, I can't do that. I, no, I don't think I ever studied. I just remember, like, I used my memory from class. That's how I took tests. I didn't study. I didn't read any textbooks, I don't think. Yeah. And, and I, think my, I think my best performances were with teachers who had engaging conversations. I think that's why so many people remember Mr. Lazar. Mr. Yeah. Lazar was such an engaging teacher. And so many things were discussion when, when talking about you know, just different parts of history. And I tend to think that's why so many people, well, plus he's just a, a personality, right? But yeah, the, the idea of like just writing down and, and science too, you know, beyond just just history, science. And I think with math, where you get, where I got to actually do it and practice it, you get to remember it over and over, whether it's a formula or order of performing different things. Um, for me, that was the hardest thing about about high school. It really mattered how well you could remember. Yeah, exactly. Dates and key phrases, and <laughs> yeah. Did you have a, a favorite teacher? Not really in high school. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, like trying to. Yeah, I don't think I had like one particular teacher where I was. No one stood out to you. Yeah, I still remember Mrs. Butt. <laughs> Mrs. Butt, I don't remember her. What was her? She was biology. Her first name was Heidi. Heidi Butt. I remember that. And she's like, I heard it all, people. Yeah, she's biology. But yeah, that's funny. Did you? So since you didn't have any favorite teachers, did you like high school? Um, 
parts of it. Like I said, being the heavy girl, it didn't really make it fun. Um, but like I said, I don't think I was ever like kicked on. I know there was like a couple instances, like in middle school, I got spit on. I remember that. Like we had the bleachers that we sat on and like, I felt some like hit the back of my head and I didn't, like I went like this and it was in my hand. I'm like, just like little things like that. Um, and then also I was dealing with finding out I had a chromosome disorder. So dealing with all that was hard. That was in high school. Mm-hmm. What is that? Can I ask what that means? I'm completely ignorant to no um i was diagnosed with turner syndrome which is i'm missing an x chromosome because you know like guys are x and y and girls are x and x okay One of my X's is not it's either not there or not working properly so does that mean anything for you like as far as side effects or it um i didn't develop any ovaries so I had to do hormone replacement and it can affect your heart and thyroid. So I had to get those checked. Wow. So you're finding this out as you're like a teenager. Yeah, I was 16. Wow. Yeah. Um, how do you process something like that so young? It, it wasn't too bad at first because I had hope of still being able to like carry a child with all the science. Um, but later on, I found out it wasn't a good idea because of my heart. So back then, like I had hope. So I, I kind of like, okay, I still will be able to do it some way. So it didn't affect me that much until later on. Mm. While you're in school, so it feels like like school was just kind of like the thing you went to every day, almost like the way people talk about work now. It's like, well, do you like what you do? It's like, well, it's it's what I have to go to every day when I wake up. So that's not really, so it's that sounds like how you were taking high school. Kind of like, but I, I still had a good time. I still enjoyed my friends. I knew it was important. I tried to do good. <laughs> and I did go to college. I went to Kutztown. So that was my question was, was as you're like going through school, did you have something that you thought, obviously you knew, since you said you knew you had to do well, or you had to do the best you could, and it was important to get out of school. Um, did you, I'm assuming then you, the next part that you're assuming is that you're going to go to college, right? You, that was like, yeah, I always knew I wanted to go to college. Did you have something as you were growing up or through getting through high school that you thought, Oh, this is something that I would either want to go to college to learn more about or something that I would like to do as a job when I got out of college. Yeah. When I first started college, I went for environmental biology because um, I always liked biology and study of animals, but then I realized how hard it was. So I think two years in, I switched my major to um, environmental geography. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I became a geography major, which I got lucky. Most of my credits transferred. 
Um, Cause I always, for some reason, I always like studying maps, like before we had GPS, I would like to plot out my route and all that. Um, and my dad owned like owing a towing company as well. I got to learn like the different neighborhoods because I used to I used to work for him too occasionally. Like I started there, I would I cashiered and then dispatched uh, towing call towing calls for him. So yeah, it, I always enjoyed looking at maps for some reason. So I was like, eh, that's a logical next step. <laughs> I'm always curious, like how, well, you wanted to do environmental biology at first as you're like gearing up for that going and you're looking at, you said Kutztown. Mm-hmm. So as you're gearing up for that, what makes you think that you want to do, like, did you have any type of experience in science, like outside of, of class or any experience with biology that like you were able to like harness this moment to say, this is what I want to do when I go to college. It just seems like such a, you know, ambitious random major if you never had experience. Yeah, I really didn't have experience from what we learned in high school. I, To be honest, I don't even know why I chose that major. It was fine up to when I had to do chemistry. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do two years of chemistry. Mm. No. Let's, and I was like, will I be good at it too? I'm like, let me rethink something here. What, what, what am I passionate about? What can I enjoy doing? Um, Geography. Yeah. So what does that entail in, as like a, as a major, what does that mean? So a lot of people ask, they're like, okay, what, what can you do? Um, Well, right now I'm not using my degree at all. But when I graduated, I worked for an engineering firm doing surveying. So you know, people out out with the little camera camera. thing. That was me. I did that, and I started drawing plans there. Um, So you can do that. You can work for the local government for the for the environmental part of the government in your local government. So. This is and become a geography teacher. A bunch of different stuff you can do. Was Kutztown uh, one of many options for you? Did you look at other schools? How did you come to to go into Kutztown? I applied for like four schools, and I got into I think all of them, but I had to do a summer program because my SATs weren't great. And because Latin just didn't work out. No, I'm telling no. I didn't. <laughs> um, so I think Westchester wanted me to wait a semester and do courses to start. And Bloomsburg, I think it was just too far. And Kutztown was like the perfect distance. It was like an hour and a half. So like I could come home and work on the weekends if I needed to. And I could do the summer program and start and fall with everybody else. So you were always, you were always planning on, on going to somewhere that you could have like a, a quick comeback home uh, commute. Yeah. And also cause they were cheaper <laughs> to the state school. Did any of your friends um, go away to school? Yeah, actually. Well, one of my roommates was from high school, Jamie, Rosen? 
No. Oh, name game. Our class? Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, no. I'm thinking of... Uh, Not Jimmy Jaskowiak. Um, that was Amy. That is Amy. There's Jamie. She lives next to Kyle Spice and Annetta and Justin Hammond. Hmm. Jamie Jelonic. Hmm. That last name sounds familiar, but I, I can't think of who that is. You didn't have anyone like there was no FOMO or thought of like, oh, I'd like maybe I'd like to go away. Even if you, even if you couldn't, was there ever any thought of like moving away from the area completely or? Not at, not at that time. Like I knew I wanted to do a state school. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to be too far. Um, so, and I know my, like some of my friends went to like the Shippensburg. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like connected during breaks. So that, that was, yeah, the main, I, I think there was only one person like, who was my roommate, Jamie, that I knew from Kutztown that was there. Um, I think Alyssa Maley went to Kutztown. Maybe. Yeah. She also came home on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it my freshman year that much, but then like my sophomore year, or we could have a car. So mm-hmm. Might as well make money during the weekend. Um, was there a social life on campus? Did you feel like you were missing out on like college, on like a college life by coming home on the weekends? Not really. Um, because I still stayed up there during the weekends and hung out with friends. And like I said, my freshman year, I mostly stayed up there because I didn't really have a car. So you saw what they had to offer. Mm-hmm. And then like my sophomore, junior, freshman, or senior year, I would I'd go home like every other weekend. So I still would stay up. And towards the end of college, I became part of the Renaissance Club. So <laughs> what's that? We, we we put on like the a ren fair at at school. We enjoyed Renaissance clothing and all that stuff. I just did it for the social aspect more because I one of my ex boyfriends was part of it, so he drug me along. So, so you mentioned um, in high school that you didn't date um, or anything like that, but then it sounds like then you said one of your ex boyfriends. So it sounds like in college, then you're from a social aspect, like you got a little bit more involved. Yeah, I, before my husband, the longest relationship I had was like four months. So I really didn't date that much. Um, And when I did, it wasn't that long. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I started figuring stuff out in college. (laughs) Did you, um, I don't know, did you party more once you got to college or were you still not into that aspect? Yeah, I still wasn't into that. I went to a couple with some of my friends, but just it wasn't my scene. So, yeah. Yeah. So then as you're like in college, what what do you start thinking then? You said you didn't say you're not working in your actual in your major, which many are not. Right. I'm I'm struggling (laughs) to hold on to, to stay in my major. But so 
is this something, was this going to be apparent to you? Like some people know, like I'm just getting my degree and then I'm, I'm going to go figure something else out. Um, did you have any of that clarity? Did you know what, what you wanted to do for your future as you were going through college? Well, with being moving to geography, I wanted, I would have loved to work for like a planning commission at a local level, but, um, and I started the engineering firm, like drawing and planning. So that was, that was interesting to me. So I kind of wanted to continue doing that and learn more, but that's when like the economy went down. So the people were building. So I got laid off and then now I work for Iron Mountain as an account manager. What is Iron Mountain? They do secure shredding and record storage or the Disney vault. You know, when they say, cause we have the underground facilities out in Boyers, Pennsylvania. So I deal with like big customers like Microsoft and Oracle. Yeah. Cool. Um, and where did you meet your husband? I actually met him online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through Yahoo personals back in the day. That's why I still have a Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's sentimental. Yeah. So yeah, we met online, met up. Um, we've been married now. We just had our 11 year anniversary. Wow. So uh, we're in 2020. That was 2009. So wow, that was uh, a long time ago. Yeah, we met in 2006 and got married in 2009. Yep. Wow. Um, do you, where are you at now? I live in Schwanksville. Schwanksville. Okay. Do you, it's not, still not that far then pretty close to, pretty close to home. Yeah. You mentioned like your friends with Kira. Do you come back to the, to the Wizzahickon area at all? Yeah. I still go to Ambler occasionally. I know in one of the podcasts you, had, you mentioned Pudges, the best cheesesteaks. Are you a Pudges or a Pudgies person? Pudges. Pudges. Mm-hmm. So you say I grew up right, right down the street from it on Yost Road. It was right there. I always went there. So you're a native. See, let's listen to Kim. Kim's Kim has <laughs> laid down the law on the pronunciation. Yeah, it's Pudges. Pudges. Thank you. Yeah, I was there when it was in the other shopping center. You'd go under the, the air cola. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The drippy air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I told you, like, I, I just connected with you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And per, so pretty much the only thing that I've, like, seen uh, with your stuff, like, on the most part is, like, you've kind of been documenting a little bit about your journey of weight loss. Yeah, just kind of like Alicia. <laughs> I know she was a weight watch. I did. It's funny. The same thing happened with me. I lost 100 pounds right before I met my husband. And then it went back on. <laughs> so I was joke with him. I said, I tricked you. <laughs> and I kind of had the same feeling as she did. I'm like, is he still going to be around? But then recently I, I lost almost a hundred pounds again. So what do you, uh, what do you, Alicia talked about weight watchers. What are you using? I'm oh, yeah. a nutritionalist with my husband. It's, and it's, it's free with insurance. So I might as well. And I've been doing that for two years and going slowly, but yeah. That's but right. I, did, 
I did Weight Watchers to lose the 100 pounds the first time. And I did every type of diet, too. I think I was in sixth grade and was doing Weight Watchers. Wow. Whitaker's class, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Winokur, we didn't talk about – do you remember – I told the story of being attacked by Kelly Bernard. Do you remember this story at all? I don't, but I remember Kelly. I remember Penny, too. Yeah, she Penny. Was, yep. Penny, and what was the guy's name? It was her and the guy. They were, like, crazy. Oh, in our class? Yeah. Oh. Like, she would pick on me. She, I remember her. She would always pick on me. Um, <laughs> the only people I can remember is like Pete Whitaker and Penny and Kelly and the Super Carols. That's those are the things. Do you remember the giant like fort that he had in the back of his classroom? And I would play um, the fish game. I forget. eating fish yeah Uh, so oh yes plankton yes you eat plankton oh my god i forgot about that game i remember that so i i always have fond memories because this is one of the first like computers it started for me like in like fourth or fifth grade but like seeing a computer that you didn't have like a, a a mac yeah that would start up without a disc in it but it also had CD-ROM mm-hmm. and we had the, the um, encyclopedia, like uh, was it Grawler's encyclopedia? Yeah. yeah. And the guys in Mr. Winokur's class, we used to always look up Madonna because the picture in the encyclopedia of Madonna was with like the cone bra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, Oh, look at that. That's a woman. <laughs> I think Goody was in our class too. Really? I'm pretty sure he was in our class. And I remember Safir. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, I do remember Safir. That was the first time I met him. Yep. Yeah. We always went back and forth with each other too. Remember that? I can't find him anywhere. Yeah. That would be a good podcast. Anyone, if anyone, if anyone's listening to this and they kick it with Safir, please let me know. Um, so for you, like, I don't know, life now, what's, what's happening? (laughs) Oh, um, like I said, I live in Schweinsville with my husband. I don't have any kids, obviously. Um, we just lost our fur baby in January. So we're on the hunt for a new one. (laughs) That's thanks. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was 15. So we had him, yeah, we had him for 12 years. So it was unfortunately time, but yeah, we're looking for a new, new fur baby. Yeah. Like I said, I still hang out with Kira. We, um, we have a fire pit outside that we hang out because we can social distance. So yeah. Do, uh, is, is Kira the only one from school that you still talk to? Pretty much. Um, she's the one I I, I always see. Um, occasionally, I'll talk to some people on Facebook. Mm. But, yeah, she's the main person I see. When you were at school, did you, like, compare? I don't Were you, like, comparing your experience at all with, with friends around you that were doing? I'm always, like, curious about, like, people with education, like, what they're doing or what they want to do versus, like, what their friends do. I always feel like friends kind of sometimes push you 
into either in, into like getting out of your comfort zone or um, maybe pushing you into a comfort zone. Yeah. Well, Kira was definitely pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, I was, like I said before, not like sheltered, but I was from Bluebell and she was from Ambler. So she, she was a lot tougher. She, she knows, she says what she means. She's straight shooter and I'm the complete opposite. So it works. <laughs> so I, and I remember I, I wanted to be more like her to ex- like express my feelings more and tell people how it is. And yeah. Did you adapt that? Do you think you were able to adapt some of that from her? Not really. <laughs> I think now I'm starting to, but like I was the type of person that had a hard time saying no. Cause I always felt like I was going to disappoint somebody. So I, and I hated when people were mad at me for some reason, like I just didn't like that. So I tried to please everybody. So, yeah. You sounds like you try to avoid conflict then. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a bad, that's not a bad uh, trait to have <laughs> at times, <laughs> but you don't want to be taken advantage of, right? When you say you can't say no, right. That's a, that can be a, a hard hole to fall into with people too, when they get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm starting to say no and not care. <laughs> yes. Especially in today's, like in today's age, we need to, it can be very hard to, um, to have to feel like you need to please someone, especially when we're all kind of like somewhat trapped mm-hmm. amongst ourselves. So like to take time to do things that you actually want to do is yeah. I find especially now very important for your own self health. Yeah. But it, being an introvert, this is like heaven for me. <laughs> Don't have to go out. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny because I don't know if I don't know the term, like I don't know the definition introvert, extrovert. I mean, I, I get, I know what they are supposed to mean, but I don't know like if, what I am either way. But I feel at times very similar where it's like, I forgot it's been like about six months. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yesterday was March. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I mean, Hey, it sucks that I can't go to any sports and there's no concerts and I can't I can't drink in the streets for any festivals. But um, I don't know. I could go another six like this. Because it's funny. Like growing up, I was a big sports person. Like I have two older brothers who care less about sports, and then there's me. My dad, like I think my brothers like shopping more than I do. So like I was kind of like a tomboy as well growing up. I was like sports, especially like when the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl. I was in heaven. That was like my one goal in life is to see them win. So, yeah, that's pretty sexist of me, I think, actually, because you mentioned how you played all these sports and then I didn't ask you about your actual sports fandom. I think I just assumed that you didn't mean pro sports, that you didn't, but you are like an actual, and then I'm just thinking, like, why didn't I? I think because you're a girl, I just didn't assume that, but you're, you're a big Eagles fan. Yeah. Eagles were, was my t- like team out of all the sports. Eagles was my favorite. Um, that was like me and my dad's time together because he would be watching, yelling at the TV. And I would get so upset when they would lose. But then I realized what it's like to be a Philly fan. So um, so that was a big part of growing up with sports. I mean, I even missed Halloween to go to an Eagles-Dallas game with my dad. So, All right, it, it, that's... 
Yeah. That's because back in those days, <laughs> that's yeah. Eagles Cowboys was like you. Mm-hmm. That was like fucking Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> the people, yeah. the freaks were out on those nights. Yeah, he gave me a choice. He's like, you can go to Halloween or I have tickets to the Eagles Dallas at four o'clock. Wow. He's like, I'll get you a bag of candy. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I was like, what what other time am I going to go to an Eagles Dallas game? And I still haven't been doing, I've been doing another Eagles game, but not an Eagles Dallas. That's That's a different animal. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So then you stayed sports fan through, through this whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy the Phillies. I go to a lot of games. Um, I actually did the Phillies 5K the last two years. Oh, wow. So, so you do 5Ks too? Walking them, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to do more 5Ks, yeah. That was my friend. Kira made me do it. See? <laughs> She's the one that was like, she can't sit still. She has to be out doing something. So this was killer for her. That's awesome. Yeah. I I do actually see on Facebook. She does a lot of organizing of events. Yeah. She's very like, we were supposed to do a car smash in August or in the second. And we've done that the last couple of years to raise money for, we do a suicide prevention walk every year and that's her big cause. Mm -hmm. So that was canceled. Um, And I think they're doing virtually anyway. So we'll like we'll meet up and walk together, just to just to do it. And yeah. even this year, the Phillies 5K, I did it virtually. Let me go over here and grab my yearbook real quick. I put it on the chair. I have my fifth grade yearbook. <laughs> what? I actually I have my fifth grade. I have my fifth grade from from Shady Grove also. Um. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and actually, I have my yearbook right on my coffee table. <laughs> Do you look at it ever? Occasionally. <laughs> I remember my perch, my senior class picture. Awesome. So this will all be... <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here's one thing I need to know about now that I'm looking at this, Kim. What is the Omni Club? Omni um, was... Because I only did it for like a year. It was a foreign language club. It was, which I'm surprised you didn't learn about different cultures and yeah. You also did sign language. Do you still do sign language? Do you still know it? No. <laughs> Again, I only did that for like a year. And foreign exchange. Yeah, I actually had a foreign exchange student. Yeah, oh. for, yeah from France. Like. Yeah, we became very good friends. Like, they paired us up so well. It was... Um, and I, I lost contact with her. Up to I remember the last letter I got from her was after 9-11, because she said, if you're scared, you can come over to France. <laughs> so I remember that. And then I, I, we just lost contact. Yeah. Boy, isn't that funny. She offered you a place to live, and then we changed the name of their fries. I know. <laughs> Um, I'm just reading your, your list of, of names of your initials. I I remember looking at it. I'm like, I I don't remember who some of these initials are. I feel bad. Uh, well, KM's Kira Mm -hmm. PT. (laughs) 
AP is Aneta, right? Yep, Aneta Piatek. GC. Grace Chen. JH. Jason Herb, right? <laughs> CB. See, this is what's so funny about all of these is yeah. like at the time in high school, it feels like everything, right? To get all the initials in. Mm-hmm. AB. <laughs> and ES. I think that was probably Erica Smersley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Erica hated me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that my family stood by me in my school life. I love you, Mom, Dad, Brandy, and David. Good luck, class of 2001. I hope to see everyone outside of school enjoy your life. <laughs> it is only the beginning. You hope to see everyone outside of school. It sounded good. (laughs) But you said you've looked at it recently, so it won't shock you. It's not like a surprise picture for you. No. Yourself there. How was your your yearbook signing? Did people sign it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty full. Were you able to ask people to sign it? I felt like, you know, being that I wasn't a cool kid, I felt like I had a fear of people telling me no. I think, although people did sign it, tons of people signed it, but like when I look, there's a lot of people not in my class, not in our class that actually signed like a lot of underclassmen and there's some teachers and, um, I don't know. No, because people I asked, like we were in class together for a bunch of years. I knew them and who's going to really say no. See, that's the positive way to look at it. I didn't look at it that way, Kim. I wouldn't, because I wouldn't say no to anybody. See, I looked at it as like people would say, and that's, this goes back to how you even like categorized me when you said like, you felt like we were just like teasing each other. Yet yeah, I was, I came into this whole thing ready to get ripped. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I deleted my comment. I'm like, people are going to think he was a jerk. I'm like, no. I know I gave it a sad face. To banner each other back and forth. I think it was in chorus. And I hated the chorus teacher. In middle school? Yeah. Reckner? I tried out for select singer and she just like laughed at me. Reckner. Okay. Rubenstein. Reckner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we had Mrs. Papadopoulos, who you had in Stony Creek. I did. Yep. I'm on record as saying that I wish that we had Conahan my entire high school time because he was so much more invested in like musical teaching mm-hmm. and just the culture. And I, and while Mrs. Reckner was always really good to me until my senior year, um, she really like pushed me vocally and I was, I was very into chorus and, and I thought I was going to do theater like in college and she ran the theater program in high school. Um, when I saw the difference between like how Mr. Conahan was when he finally came in like the end of our, like in our senior year, uh, I really wished I could have had his influence uh, because what you're kind of like feeling like you felt from her in middle school, that definitely. And do your scales. And she, she looked at me and she's like, do you take voice lessons? So in my head, that's a compliment. I'm like, okay. But then she said something to me, and then I was like, I'm going to try out for select singers. And I came up, and she just, like, laughed at me. She's like, why are you here? 
Okay, never mind. Wow. Yeah, so that just, that's what I never did chorus after that. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, because I like singing. I, I can't sing, but I love singing. Like every time somebody says something that reminds me of a song, I just start singing. Start. No, I'll tell you, I have, I have uh, had friends that did chorus that never thought they were musically inclined. And Mr. Conahan always welcomed them, them in as long as they came to rehearsals and they participated. Mm-hmm. He never turned anybody away. He, he brought you in. You know, when you've got like 15, 20 other kids, you know how hard it is I mean, for me because I sing really, really, I'm really, really fucking loud. So if I'm off key, you're going to know it. But like, you know how hard it is for like 15, 20 other kids to all be singing and then like everyone can point you out as the one that's off. So yeah. that's crap. <laughs> yeah. I- Cause, and I remember, I think it was my sophomore year, I did color guard just because I can go, I wanted to go to Dorney Park instead of Hershey Park. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a year. That was, that was actually pretty, pretty neat. Got to do the Ambler, Ambler Parade. Now, why didn't you like Hershey Park? It's just, I've been there. So I rather, I wanted to do something. I wanted to go to Dorney. But Hershey Park had the candy. I know. But I did go there to chorus on our freshman year. Yeah. I wanted to do something different. So I joined Color Guard. <laughs> I loved uh, I loved the, the end of the year trips to the amusement parks. <laughs> yeah. And one of the podcasts, we did go to um, Mermaid Lake for – it was our class picnic. Oh, yeah. I did that for elementary – I think fifth grade. We Could did you- that. Uh, oh, we also went for senior year though. Also, yeah, it was our senior picnic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I feel like I maybe came late to it or something, but I, I do remember. Like, I just remember trying to put on cool music in my car around everyone, so I sounded like real cool. <laughs> Eminem, no doubt, or Jay Z. <laughs> that was like Blueprint or uh, Dynasty Rock La Familia era. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Well, who thought we'd had all these like similarities? I know, because listening to the podcast, I was like, "Wow, kind of similar." This, all right. <laughs> this is a great example of when you don't, you know, when you don't engage in high school or in school in general, when you don't engage with people, and um, you know, I definitely, especially when you, when you, again, you left that Facebook message, and I thought, like, oh shit, I was. This is going to be one of the tough ones. And that's why I told you, I said, originally, I wanted to do this face-to-face because I, I don't want to skip out on the awkwardness, even if it's awkwardness directed towards me. I want people to, the same way, like, I invite people over and, like, they think I might be about to tell them what a jerk they were, they were to me or something. I want people to feel like they have equal opportunity to tell me. So I was like, oh, I've got to save Kim for when we're face-to-face and truly, like, allow her her moment to say fuck brad no no it was more like like i said like a brother sister banter because i don't remember you much in high school it was more middle school oh now i'm forgettable okay (laughs) but i just like when you popped up that's the first thing i remembered was like we had a banter and i i forget what it even was about or what we tease each other about it could have been something different every day for me. Yeah. That was, uh, that was my style. It might have been math class too. Cause I'm remembering math class with you. Okay. In middle school? 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, just a, a great example of if I had actually like talked to you instead of just teasing you, might have had a new friend out of it and we could have we could have listened to Jay-Z and Eminem together. Exactly. <laughs> um well, we've been talking for a little bit, but is there is there anything that like you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on that we haven't? Yeah, it's funny because I was like up up late thinking about all the memories. I'm like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna think about? <laughs> Who am I gonna throw under the bus? <laughs> well, we got um, Alicia. We put Alicia under the bus. <laughs> I feel bad. If you talk to her, tell her to contact me. I will. It, it seems like we're very similar too. That was like, I listened to her podcast. I'm like, wow, we could have been friends in high school. Maybe I wasn't annoying. I don't even know. I don't know how people perceived me back in the day. Well, you know, that's why I asked you, well, although it's different from what you were saying, you know, you were, you, you talked about Alicia's coming to you and saying that, that you wouldn't be, you know, that you wouldn't be popular. But like when you were talking about, you looked at Alicia and wished that, that you could kind of be in that position. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I always said, like, I always thought it was like people didn't like me, um, didn't like I always thought people maybe didn't like me because of some sort of a trait. Right. And then I would look at other people I thought had that similar trait and go, why do they like them? And not that you had anything, not that you had like anything else underlying. But from a personality standpoint, for me, it just whatever reason, it didn't mesh with people. Um, in the same way that people who maybe just look like me or had a similar backgrounds meshed with. Yeah. But when you look back, do you, do you look at yourself and think that there were things about you that were, that like just didn't vibe with people in that way? Um, I don't know. Cause I'm, like I said, I was T, so I wasn't very confident in myself. Um, so I, didn't really know how to communicate, make friends, be social. I was very reserved. So, but like, like I said, like, I don't know how people in high school perceive me at all. It's, I'm kind of curious because <laughs> like, I don't know if I was annoying. I don't know what people, what group I was in. Cause I kind of like had, I knew people from every every group, even though like there were more acquaintances than friends. Mm. So I seem to have a lot more acquaintances than friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just from the outside looking in and the friends that you mentioned, I don't look at you as like a, I didn't look at you as like in an academic group. And you know, I, when you name the people that you named, I look at it as more as like the quiet, the quiet group of girls that, yeah you know, that no one else really socialized with you, you know, you group of girls did your own thing. So that's kind of how I look at those people that you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. That was us. <laughs> well, this has been a, a cool catch up and it was. Uh, I wish we could be face to face. So I, it looks like you're maybe having a little, a little wine there. No, it's actually diet. <laughs> oh, diet A and W you're pu- you pour yeah. into a glass from the bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. hard. <laughs> that's interesting. I'm fancy. <laughs> well, and I wish at least we could uh, we could enjoy some root beer together. I would no doubt put some vodka into mine. Um, but but you're lucky in that case, and that I'm not making you do this until midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hopefully, when this thing loosens up, 
uh, we can actually see each other, you know, face to face in person and, uh, you know, keep in touch with each other. Yep. That would be great. Awesome. All right. Well, take care of yourself, Kim. All right. You too. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. So this was a very different conversation than what I think I'd normally have with classmates. For one, again, thinking that the hammer was going to drop on me at some point in this talk probably made me move with a little bit of caution in the beginning. And once I realized that wasn't the case, I think I loosened up. But it didn't really seem like Kim was a big fan of school. And like some past episodes, when people get into very personal information, I like to try and let them guide how far we go into that. And so Kim shared some very personal details about herself. I really only felt comfortable going into details with what she was willing to volunteer. In addition, Kim brought up a vivid quote of Alicia Conti, who, if you listen to the show, is my bona fide bestie. So when Kim was repeating the story, I felt an obligation to try to soften the shock a little of, oh, she's saying something about a friend, while also trying to understand what happened. I didn't feel like there was a whole story there, and what Kim was relaying felt like the end result of whatever was happening in that specific confrontation. On the reunion show, I let Alicia know what Kim and I discussed and my point of view of how it played out. Alicia was appreciative, and you'll get to see some of that in the reunion show this week. But I felt an obligation to stick up for Alicia, not just because I care about her feelings when she hears this, but because I wanted to understand if this was something Kim was holding on to. While I don't think that Kim has any ill feelings towards Alicia, I think Kim would honestly benefit from seeing those walls broken down in present day that used to exist in high school and to know that this is the furthest thing from who Alicia is. Likewise, something I've talked about with Alicia and others in the past is we all have very different perspectives and things that seem to just roll off of other people's shoulders didn't roll off of others the same way. And it's really easy to become an adult, be free of those constructs now, and then still forget how things felt for others back then. And at the heart, that's what this podcast is. I've thrown the idea out to both Alicia and Kim to do a podcast together, mainly because I think I would learn a lot. And I honestly, I feel more comfortable knowing that people that do this show are on some sort of a common ground, at least as much as they can be. So I don't know, maybe that's something that could happen in the future if they decide to take me up on it, but it's completely up to them. And at the least, I hope are able to have a discussion in private. Go subscribe to youtube.com slash redshirtplaya at we weren't friends in high school on Instagram at WWFNHS on Facebook. Follow all that stuff because, like I said, it's a week full of content celebrating the one year anniversary of this podcast. I'm going to end it there because there's going to be a lot of me this week. And don't forget the Leslie McNitt Hall Pass episode tomorrow on the audio feed for those that haven't seen the video and on YouTube starting Wednesday, the reunion show. Later.